This is Channel 253 Sports. Hey, this is Kevin Zemeyer, and you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. Hey everybody, welcome to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I am Steve Kettleson and I am here today in studio, my dining room, with the illustrious, the beautiful, the very well-coiffed Mr. Kevin Zemire. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. It's been far, far too long since I've been a part of the podcast. It has I, been. I, it's been a few weeks. It has. It, uh, amazingly enough, it coincided with the uh, beginning of the school year. So imagine that. Funny how that works. Yeah, funny how that works. But I, I am excited to be in the dining room. And you're in a, you're a second year teacher, so yeah. your systems are starting to work. You're kind of... Yeah, you know, they're, they're there. Yeah, they're there. They, they're present. <laughs> they're present, exactly. All right. And they're getting tweaked and, you know... There's some tweakage. Hey, you're in it for the long haul, right? Oh, you know it. All it right. feels like a long haul. Right on. Also <laughs> in studio with us today is the illustrious, the blue-shirted, the... Uh, actually, you got kind of a sexy... Uh, 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 what is that called? Five o'clock uh, shadow. Five, that's what I was looking for. It was kind of a sexy five o'clock shadow going. You got the from Jason top Statham. of head to bottom of chin. Yeah, that's right. The Jason just... Statham baldness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I. You look I like you're about just to... shaved my neck, so I didn't look like I just got out of bed. But that was okay. Bad. I just got out of bed. <laughs> you look like you're about to transport a high profile refugee out of Austria. Somebody's son or daughter's in the trunk of my car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Took a left turn there, didn't it? I got to go. So we're going to wrap things up. And uh, yeah, that's all right. I left them a, a couple of croutons and a granola bar. Are you driving the M3 or the A8? Or what do you got going on? In oh, the... crap. I have the hatchback today. So uh, <laughs> I am no longer transporting anyone. Apparently, they escaped. Escape. <laughs> so this is Tim Hamilton. Um, yeah. Thanks. How can that. we reach you on Twitter? Uh, with your fingers. Okay. Is there a particular handle they should look for? Oh, just look for Muffin Top Model. Okay, fantastic. Kevin, how do we get a hold of you on the Twitters? Kevin underscore Zamira. Right on. And you're already listening, but you should tell your friends to follow us on at Flounders B Team on the Twitters. You should also tell them to follow Channel 253. Uh, go to Channel253.com and subscribe to all the Channel 253 podcasts. We're giving you all the best of what's available in Tacoma. Well, not all the best. Is that your NPR voice? It could be. Hi, I'm uh, Steven Skeep, and we're going to talk about turkeys. We're going to talk about turkeys. Yeah. And making chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. Oh, yeah. It's the holiday season, and uh, Ooh, okay. there's this radio show I listen to from time to time that does fake NPR voice, yeah. which is really <laughs> terrible. It's like upstate New York NPR voice, as opposed to like your standard kind of KUOW. They do pretty good. I like those guys. Anyway, this is getting off the rails already. Way to follow tradition, guys. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? Kevin? Well, we got a lot to chat about. Yeah. Kevin, you want to go through the lineup here? 
Sure, we are going to get the bad stuff out of the way first. We're gonna like we're gonna um, eat the vegetables. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the U.S. men's national team because you got to talk about how you feel. You do. You got to get you rid of those stuff things. It. Yeah, you, you got to you got to get, get it out, out there. You do. Got to get I it out. Move on. It's good for um, your mental health. It'll be like pulling off a band aid, though. Going to be quick, fast, and we're gonna move forward mm-hmm. to the good stuff. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last Wednesday after the fact, yeah. uh, but we did drop the cathartic 4-0 win, and we hope that people appreciated that mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to talk about it. No. I wasn't ready. Nope. But yeah. we're ready now. I was in denial. I yep. wasn't ready. Yeah, we're ready to talk it's about true. it now. So we're going right. to lead with that, unfortunately. But then, fortunately, we're going to move on to the Seattle Sounders. Team, team we all know, team we all love, team that has given yeah. us some very good feelings lately. Yeah, just recently, yeah. yeah. Especially recently. And uh, so we'll talk about a little recap. Okay. We'll, um, you know, address Colorado, their next opponent. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to take a look forward. We're going to look beyond them. We're, we're not mm-hmm. the team, so we can afford to look beyond yeah. Colorado. We need a playoff spot at this point. Yeah. If we, when we beat Colorado, sure. we'll be, I don't want to jinx it, knocking yeah. on all the wood. Yeah. That's not I a, did it again. God damn it! No, Kenison. no, I did it the last time. You right. did it last time. Do you want? Do you want to let the elephant out? What's the Tell elephant? Tell people about the uh, Easter egg. The Easter egg, Giovinco? No. Well, okay. Uh, if you listen to the last pod, mm-hmm. at after the pod is over, there's there's about 15 minutes of. Uh, I did an old school bonus track on that bad fluff. boy. So you have to fast forward. Uh, I mean, obviously listen, but fast forward to the end because it, we're we're at Doyle's and. Uh, I make a proclamation that we're going to the World Cup and I'm pounding on the table and uh, mm, boss mm, in charge mm. throws on the brakes. So uh, this is kind of my fault that we lost. But uh, did we finish our uh, table of contents? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about the U.S. national team and yep. go. And then Sounders, talk about the last game. We'll address Colorado and then we'll look at playoff scenarios. Yep. Not only opponent, but what. If we don't quite have those tough kids that are a little dinged up right now, mm-hmm. what if they come back a little slower or than we want? Um, I think we still have some good options, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Some playoff scenarios, some lineup scenarios, uh, but we'll end with the good stuff. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so I guess it's time for a little bit of a roundtable. How do you feel about the U.S. men's national team, Tim? Uh, I'm feeling much better now that it's uh, a week Almost a week. Almost it's a six week. days since I've had plenty of time to uh, ooh, throw out all the uh, the tears, soak mm-hmm. tissues, and um, you didn't burn any jerseys or anything rash, did no, you? No, uh, we'll get to that later. But yeah, I didn't burn any. <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 I'm bummed, but at the same time, I mean, we we were basically just playing our last seventy five cents. And, and and gambling and letting it ride, letting it ride, letting it ride, hoping that, in my opinion, hoping that we could just qualify and then everything will get worked out in the six months leading up to the to the World Cup. That right. we'll get the coaching right, we'll get the players right, we'll get we'll get the subs right. But but honestly, Tim, no, no, I mean, this, it, what helps me sleep at night is knowing that this team didn't deserve to get there, and I was just hoping that we could sneak in on a on a fluky. Um, just just a good performance uh, away, which hasn't really happened for us. So it's nice to go to the show, Kevin, but is the fact that the men's national team didn't make it to the show, is that a good thing for MLS? Is it a good thing for the Sounders? Is it uh, going to make things easier to manage? What are your thoughts on that? 
I'm, you know, I'm never going to say that losing is a blessing mm-hmm. in disguise or a good thing. Like that's, um, but what, what's the silver lining? Silver lining. Take? Um, silver lining. You know, here's the thing. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure that, um, like what we would really want to happen of sort of a teardown and rebuild uh-huh. is possible. I think, uh, Sunil Gelati came out and, uh, yeah, I called him gelati. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's better than the, all yeah. gelato. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> I, call, I did like, that on purpose. Sunil yeah. Gratry. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. He doesn't okay. deserve any better than that. Um, so continue. He's going he's gonna to hang on. He's going to hang on for dear life. Um, and he's, he's going to try to actually, I think, um, increase his stranglehold on his power. And so I, I don't, as much as we'd like to say, okay, well, this gives us a gives us a chance to tear down and rebuild. Uh, we're just not structured for that right now. It's just, there's such a power. Um, there's a fight for power at the top and it's so fractured um, when it comes to just the different levels of uh, soccer organizations that we have in this country that just fight against each other and don't work together. I, I just, I don't see any silver lining. So, I mean, to, I guess, kind of answer your original question though, of how do you feel? I, I really have searched long and hard for um, at a time that a sports moment, game, whatever, made me feel emptier. Uh, and it, I'm struggling. Like, I, I remember when the Sonics lost in the first round of the playoffs as a one seed uh, to the Denver Nuggets. Oh, Matumbo holding yeah. the ball over his head. And I was in Did high that school. here or was that in? Oh. Yeah, that was game five in Seattle. Oh, you said um, in high school. Yeah. And so I. I remember, like, honestly, like, tearing up a little bit. I was so mad and so ticked off. But this one, um, just because I've devoted so much of my life to freaking mm-hmm. soccer and being a part of ODP in the past, and I just felt, like, betrayed. I felt so betrayed, and I just felt like I completely agree with you, Tim. They didn't deserve to be in there. It's not like... They deserved it. I just wasn't emotionally ready, right? To you know, have that sort of just kick in the nuts way to lose. Of you see it happen so many times with other countries, of like, holy crap, this big upset, and then look at what Panama did, and what a great right. like. I'd love to be so happy for Panama right now, and I'm just not emotionally ready to be happy <laughs> for them yet. I love Roman Torres. I know yeah. I'm hard on him as a center back, but. Mm-hmm. I love that guy, man. He's got so much passion and he's so clutch, but I still am, I'm just, I feel so empty and hollow about it. And, and I think partly it's because I don't see a real good path forward yet. I don't see anybody, um, talking about a compromise. I don't see anybody talking about, wow, we, we've got to do some, you know, looking in the mirror and, and figure this out. It, it looks very bleak for me in the near term and, and long term. So is anybody doing like a postmortem, do you think, at the at the FIFA level, at the national level? And is there so who's in charge? Who's who's the person that's going to decide or who's the group that's going to well, decide what leadership looks like? Gelato. He's going to decide. <laughs> so how do how who votes on him and how would he get uh, unseated? That's what I want to know. Um, I, I don't know exactly the intricate ins and outs. What I've read and what I've heard is that don't be shocked if he gets voted back in. Okay. 
Which I, to me is just like, oh, so is that depressing. Is annual uh, kind of deal? Is there a vote of confidence situation? No. I, and again, I, I don't think it's annual, but um, it's definitely coming up. I think I want to say it's on a four-year cycle, okay. but uh, don't quote me. I'm not 100% right, sure on fine. that, but don't be shocked if he gets voted back in. So let's um, get back to your personal injury and your sense of betrayal. Is yeah. there a, a, is there a, is there a place uh, over the past, well, in, in the last cycle, where you thought, oh, yeah, this is the thing that's going to make it right and it didn't work out? Or this is the thing that that made you think it was not going to work out at all? You know, I really... Is there a moment of betrayal? I actually never thought... to in retrospect. That, no, I never thought they wouldn't make it until about... And I remember looking at the clock is about 14 minutes into the last game against Trinidad and Tobago. And I just was like watching how just dozy and slow and just zero urgency we had. Uh-huh. And and it started to hit me. Like, it was a reality. Like, oh, crap. We don't look good. Like, I always <laughs> have this joke with an old coaching friend of mine is, hey, you want to know how you, you know, lose a game? And, you know, we'll just say you do this, this, and this because we just saw it on screen, basically. It's uh-huh. like, hey, you want to know how you lose a game to a team that's already out of the World Cup? Uh, you start playing like this. And and you could just see it in their body language. You could see it in the lack of urgency. Um, it looked like they expected Trinidad and Tobago to just kind of roll over. Roll over. Um, you know, you could see it in people's reactions to slipping. And we don't, I mean, um, we on the field. Better, right? I well... Mean- don't we know better? Don't we know that teams are still playing for their national pride? They're still yeah. showing up. They're yep. still. Now, that was our come to Jesus moment. That was our, our awakening. Like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're going to have to play harder now and it's not going to be handed to us. Yeah. I mean, the moment that you knew it was kind of bad as you look back, other than Omar's goal, uh, it was the. Uh, uh, oh, the own goal? Carrying guys across the, the, the moat. I'm like. Honestly, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I look at it like, okay, how about you just have the trainers carry all the stuff across onto the grass, mm-hmm. and then the players can walk by them effing selves and then get their boots on and towel dry or chamois dry their, their tootsies. And it just, it's a bummer. We need, yeah. we needed, and this is CONCACAF. You know, we always talk about, uh, well, it doesn't happen. Europe has this, but Europe doesn't play on tar- whatever. This is CONCACAF. We have uh, gamesmanship, and we have gamesmanship including letting the grass grow. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying they called in a hurricane. That'd be (laughs) awesome if they did. They didn't. But having tall grass and having, you know, uh, fans banging on the doors and windows all nights or all hours of the night, giving you uh, grief and not letting you go through the express TSA, you know, (laughs) checkout or whatever, and making you walk through Mm. like common folk. Well, you know, you kind of are common folk. You know, and... and to be honest, I mean, CONCACAF's one of the harder regions to qualify in. Um, I mean, I, I think Europe, actually, they do such a good job of dividing up their groups mm-hmm. that those top teams, yeah, yeah the, okay, there will be one here, one there. I know Netherlands didn't get in, but they didn't deserve to get in. Not this year. Right? But they do a pretty good job of dividing up those groups so that the top teams do get in. They have a good or a really good shot of getting in. It, it's hard to qualify in the hexagonal, so we've we've been spoiled a little bit, but it's um, kind of a crapshoot, isn't it? it? Um, well, it's it's hard because usually it's always U.S. and Mexico mm-hmm. that get in, um, and so that makes it very difficult. But 
you have to play very tough teams. Mm-hmm. You don't really escape anybody in CONCACAF. If no. there's a very good team in CONCACAF, you're going to have to face them. You're going to draw one or two of right? them. Combable is ridiculous. Ridiculously hard to qualify in. Argentina right? almost didn't make it. I know that. I mean, that's ridiculously <laughs> hard. But if you look at Europe, and I got to do a little deeper dive, but um, they kind of divide it up so that those top teams tend to get through. So they almost set right? up the the yeah. group stages yeah. as if it were the first round of the World Cup, where you've got one really good team and yeah. a couple of okays, and then one. Like, but like right. Concacaf, it's not comparable, you know. but it's. It's tough. It's harder to qualify than I think people give it credit for. Um, but you know, all that said, it's still just such a disappointment. I, I yeah, I just I wasn't quite emotionally ready for them not to qualify. Mm-hmm. I I do not disagree. They did not deserve to qualify. Um, but there's some there's some deep deep issues. I mean, I maybe I saw it a little bit. I guess I remember one comment from the four zero win. Where I was like, this is kind of paper over some cracks, though. Like, there, yeah. there's like, you know, one of my big issues is Michael Bradley at that holding center mid spot. I just think that's such a true test of who you are as a soccer team and just as a nation. You know, I'm trying to think back to when we've had like a great holding center midfielder that could just dictate and control. Um, and and we just we've never had that and i just thought you know bradley was just just not up to snuff um and i think it just that that's a real true definition of who you are as a soccer nation if you've got that brain if you've got that engine if you've got that um ability to control and dictate games mm-hmm. we've just we've never had that and i think maybe we thought we did in michael bradley I think we thought we were really close. I think you look at him and physically um, he's he's got those attributes, but I think he's sort of a microcosm of what's wrong with us. Michael Bradley should be a great center back. I think if he grew up in a lot of other countries, um, if he grew up in a, in a, and obviously he's not good enough to play for Spain or England, but I'm saying if, if Michael Bradley, let's extrapolate a little bit, grew up in one of those countries, I mean, you look at a John Stones, right? Um, or a PK uh, or a Ramos who's got similar builds. Okay? I'm not saying he's as good mm-hmm. as them, but I think they would look at somebody like Bradley's, um, you know, sort of ability to play in tight spaces and ability to control a tempo, which he's not great at. And they'd say, you've got some amazing attributes and qualities, but you're a center back. Okay. And we're, we're going to give you a little more time and space and vision to see the whole field and let you play out of the back and defend and be physical and hard to get around and win headers, right? And be tenacious and fast back there. We looked at him, and from a youth level, he was probably always the biggest, fastest. He mm-hmm. was the coach's kid. Biggest, fastest, you, you could shove him up the field, um, <laughs> and he could run around and do a lot of things. Um, so I think, you know, he just always got trained to be a defensive center midfielder, uh, you know, in that six or eight role. Whereas I think if we were a little more of a polished, forward thinking, process oriented country, we slide him to center back. And we go, let, let's make you great at a role that's going to absolutely shut other teams down. So I don't know. It, that mm-hmm. There's a lot more to that to unpack. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but I don't know. I just I see Michael Bradley as sort of a microcosm of what's wrong with our development system. He, he's not a great holding center mid. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's not a great attacking center mid. He's good. I think he could have been a great 
center back if we had a little more of a process-oriented um, youth system that was forward-thinking. So think about, um, and, and I think you're a really good person to ask this, but think about the past 20 years in world soccer. Who would be an ideal uh, holding center mid? Can you think of a person in a position like, that has been effective in that role for a particular national team? Um, Just well, thinking. Oh, I, I always I go might, to I club. Out, but, I always yeah. go to club, okay, but to club. I think of Vieira and Keane. Like okay. th- those are those are the two guys that I just freaking love. I think they're Roy. Yeah, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira. Okay. I, I just Not look Bobby at Keane. Yeah, I just look at those guys <laughs> and um they they could absolutely control a tempo. They could absolutely destroy somebody on a tackle. They didn't back down from anybody and they could go forward and score a goal when their team needed to score a goal. Um you know, but they they knew um when it was time to raise the level, they knew when it was time to lead by example. Uh, they knew when it was time to step forward. You know, I think the other really obvious one that oh, soccer hipsters love to bring him up, but he is a good example is Claude Makalele. He, he's a fantastic um, holding set. Claude Makalele. Oh, not Machiavelli. Um, he, he, yeah, not Machiavelli. Um, <laughs> Like watch him and just his ability to do a lot of those same things in that holding center mid. I, I think maybe a contemporary example would be um, Conte for okay. Chelsea now. Although oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not as big a fan of him as other people are. I think he gives the ball away too much, but that's just me. But um, yeah, I mean, you look at some of those great holding center mids. They can play all over the field. They can cover a ton of ground, and Bradley can cover a ton of ground too. But he, he just he doesn't have those intricate. Um, passing abilities. He doesn't have the ability to control a tempo. Um, and, and he did not lead by example no. in that last game. And I just, you know, that's, that's where you want your quarterback and your soccer brain. And I mean, that, that's I've where been, you want a guy. I've been generally underwhelmed by Mac, Michael Bradley since mm-hmm. the, uh, since the, uh, Mexico defeat, what in 20, 2012. Mm-hmm. Like when we were watching that at the Guadalajara, you weren't here, Tim. I didn't know you at that time, but mm. that anyway, yeah, that like dos a zero uh, defeat. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I'd have to think back. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, but uh, I mean, he had a real. That was his. Uh, I don't remember if it, it was one of his first um, first actual competitive caps, mm-hmm. and um, he was all over the place. And he was. Hold on one sec. Okay, so we're talking about. Sort of what would you do next? We're dumping on Bradley currently. Yep. Yeah, and he's a lightning rod, so it's not all Bradley. I'm not trying to say that it's all him and no, we would have been and, fine. But he, he's sort of, he he's a microcosm for me. Yeah, yeah, and he's a bit of lightning rod. But I, I I don't even start at the top. But you can have, I don't know of any name that you bring in and go, oh, yeah. cool, our national team's better. I think um, there's some systemic issues. Um, I Pay to play gets thrown around a lot, and it's an issue. Don't get me wrong. Yep. It, it's it's a huge issue. Um, I think there's a lot more to it. I think you need to incentivize, incentivize youth clubs um, probably in two different ways. One is, um, you know, the recent lawsuit that got thrown out, um, Crossfire and a couple other club teams went in because, um, you know, when when money gets distributed back, transfer money gets distributed back in pretty much every other country, it gets filtered down um, to the youth clubs as well. So Crossfire felt like they should have got some Yedlin money, but it stopped at the MLS level. MLS takes it and distributes it basically as, as well as I can understand it, um, which 
that's then going to feed into the pay-to-play model. If clubs don't have a way to get money for moving players on to that next level, um, you know, what incentive do they have to work with MLS clubs, MLS teams? They're just going to compete against them. So they need to incentivize them for moving players on to the next level. And then there needs to be a much more comprehensive scouting system. So um, the scouting system um, that we have is, it's just not adequate. The U.S. is big. (laughs) It's a big, big country. I know people might want to point at uh, uh, Tim Howard or a Clint Dempsey. Oh, look where they came from. Well, the system didn't find those guys. They found the system. Yeah, they drove right. So two hours one way. So that's kind of yeah. Stuff. That kind of feeds Uphill. into my, my question, yeah. and I think uh, uh, a big thing that I think our listeners have particular ear towards is the equity of soccer in the Pacific Northwest. There How, is none, right? Okay. Yeah. So is there a? Are there players that we're missing? Are there players that yes. just don't have the opportunity to play yes. for these teams and don't get the visibility? Yes. Okay. What uh, would you do about that as a coach? Um. Oh, geez. Not as a coach, nothing. Not, you, the right. coaches, okay. coaches, yeah. <laughs> coaches are not in a position to make this change. This has got to come from administrators. But if you were chief of scouting, scouting for uh, U.S. men's national team. Pa- part of it's U- in our culture. 18s, right? right? Pa- part of it's in our culture. Um, we're Americans and we want to win. So we're going to select players that are going to help us win at every age, at every level. Mm-hmm. Um, Clubs need to make money. So they set up tournaments where you have six games in three days um, and the biggest, fastest, strongest win because it's all about attrition, right? So there, there's a lot more to it than that. But um, we we have to, at some point, become more process-oriented um, and less outcome-oriented. Like the U-17s are playing right now. I don't care if they win. I really don't care if our U-17 national team wins a tournament. You just want them to get better. I, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Nigeria won like back-to-back U-17 World Cups at some point. Obviously, that doesn't translate into being a world power. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have to turn into a process-oriented, development-oriented um, national team structure where we incentivize clubs for finding players and moving them forward up the national team ladder. Not necessarily um, what what we're incentivizing clubs for now or what they're incentivized to do is to win tournaments, get trophies at every age level Mm -hmm. um, so that they can continue to get more players into their system that will pay fees. Upwards of? I mean, we're, we're talking... Like for even for B's and C teams around here, if you if you want to look at sort of the top clubs, um, and and I don't want to call any clubs out, but um, you know, I used to coach for Washington Premier Football Club. Mm-hmm. I used to coach for FC United way back in the day. Um, we had million dollar budgets. I mean, we we're, we're asking kids to pay ten, twelve grand in fees a year, and then Shitting coach, me. then team fees are on top of that. Um, you know, it, and it's not like coaches are sitting there raking in the big bucks no, and making not. six figures. Um, but, you know, the club's main income stream is from players. And you're going to get coaches that'll say, hey, you know, any kid wants to play for us, they can play. And we have... Scholarship type thing. Yeah, scholarship type. That is so, that is so small, right? And um, it's just such a small part of it. And even still, as long as they're really, truly incentivized to win, um, which... I think they are. I mean, I think that's the way the incentive system mm-hmm. is set up. 
Um, they're Everybody not. What's a star on their jersey? Yeah. What incentive do they have to move players on to the next level? What what incentive do they have to move a player into an MLS youth development system? They don't. Look what happened with Yedlin. He played for Crossfire for plenty more years than he played for Seattle's youth system. He played for one year, Seattle. Crossfire gets none of that money. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they just fight against each other and say, hey, we can beat Crossfire's development academy team. Come play for us. It, it's just so fractured. It doesn't make any sense. Do you think uh, the Sounders Academy... Uh, did 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 Yedlin have to pay? Did his parents pay? Uh, there's quite a few development academies that don't pay. There's some that do pay. Did, and it's did pretty Yedlin's damaged. parents I don't pay know. I, I can't. I can't. I have can't no idea if he played or well, not. Well, let's, let's just assume he paid his full freight. Sure. $2,200 a I year. I know somebody that played with him. I'll find out. But yeah. then are they, I mean, you, you are you double dipping at that point? Yeah, you, he paid his fee. You got your $2,000 a year, and then you want money on top of that? Is that just greed? Well, I mean, we're talking about, I, I might be wrong, but I think we're talking about six figures, like $150,000 that Crossfire is missing out on. So it's not even about the soccer. They, but it's about if you, the money. Oh, but yeah, but here's the thing. If you incentivize clubs to move players on to a like true developmental, uh, professional developmental system, then they'll do that. But right, why would a Washington Premier or a Seattle United or a Crossfire move a player over to Seattle's Seattle Sounders youth development system where it's professional, right? Where we've got paid pros mm-hmm. um, or you've got an atmosphere um, so a similar setup to what you see overseas or in other countries there there isn't it and so the issue is really there's just so much fracture there's so much competition to win and beat each other mm-hmm. um, that it's not it's outcome oriented it's not process oriented we're not looking at the process of developing players and what's best for them because we're not incentivized to do that there's no glory there's no I mean, you, hey, we're, you know, the coaches are out there for the kids, but don't be silly. There's <laughs> is there anybody, oh, there's huge egos. Is there anybody massive getting egos. recruited out of scholastic high school teams? No, not not high school soccer. Doesn't nope. happen. Not nope. anymore. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't get any scholarships. You don't get anything out of high school soccer. And Development no Academy asks kids not to play high school for the most part. So, um, Okay. That man. seems like one thing that could be addressed. Yeah. Okay. It's, all right, so personal so one personnel proposal changes. before you scooch yeah, yes, before you scooch onto that proposal for me. I think we need to talk about this mm-hmm. in a separate uh, session. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to bring you on. I'd like to bring Shannon Matthews on. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you can think of mm-hmm. that would have a reasonable debate about this? Mm-hmm. And um, let's fix this. Let's talk about how we would sure. fix this. Yeah. Okay. Super. Right on, Tim. Oh, I was just. It, how would you fix this? Moving on to U.S. national team. I mean, what what moving parts? Who needs to be replaced? Obviously, Arena's out of yeah. here. Um, is he? Is he, though? Is he going to be no, out of here? He already quit. He already quit? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Thanks for oh, showing Jesus up. Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody. Guess what? Uh, <laughs> hey. This is, hey. <laughs> so, so uh, Bruce Arena's out. Arena fell on his sword, and he was he was a lame duck anyway. He was His contract pretty much, he was brought here to That's get us. That's what he got hired for. He brought it, you know, halfway through the cycle, get us, get us to the cup, and you'll be rewarded. Millions. Um, so he's out. Million uh, dollars. Did he? Did he have a parachute? I'm going to answer my own question. Who I, if I were to, if I were to try to uh, band aid fix whatever to start, you know, start with the top. You keep Sunil in only because he's the one that generates the money. And let's not kid ourselves. U.S. soccer is not about playing. It's about money. It's about those Gatorade, those Nike dollars, those TV contracts. 
that's what we're missing out on. I feel bad for the guys at Fox because they're doing the World Cup and they're not going to have nearly the audience on. You know, I feel bad for those guys at Fox. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Stewart Banks. Hey, girl. <laughs> no, I just I, I I would keep I would keep him in his position just because of the relationships, because of the power, because he can get cash into the program uh from there down don't give him any don't give him anything else don't let him hire anybody you can let him do what he's been doing and going to going to target and buying soccer balls for the kids and that's it that soccer balls and cones but i would bring in <laughs> no he that's that's how he started like way okay. back he you know our our program I'm was, sorry, I'll was stop. our program was in deep trouble, and he went to freaking Walmart or whatever and bought balls for the kids. Is that where they found? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Ozzy? No, that's, <laughs> that's a different Walmart. Um, other than that, yes, we need a technical director. We need somebody. Let's just say uh, who's good at working with kids. Well, Tab Ramos probably, or uh, the current coach of FC Dallas, really good at bringing kids up. And then Whose as name is Oscar Oscar Pre Op Oscar Preha. And then as a head coach, I would probably bring in as much as I hate his haircut and I, I'd say uh, Peter Vermees mm. only because he can motivate his team mm -hmm. and the high press, you know, just uh, the high press is uh, nothing to fuck with. Mm -hmm. So stepping for me, stepping about 10,000 feet out and stepping out of my um, Sounders fandom. What's wrong with Caleb Porter as U.S. Men's National Team coach? Is that a bad choice? Is yeah. that? Um, I don't know if he's quite I got like, I, I would the demeanor. Vermees, like I don't, I don't know if Caleb's quite got the you know tactical <clears throat> new and the demeanor. Um, I, I think Caleb still has got just some. He's got some silly, immature. Um, issues Flat that I, I don't executive think presence. Yeah. I don't think anybody, I mean, or, you know, it's not like arenas, Mr. Diplomat by right. any stretch. <laughs> um, but I think people know that arena is just so confident in himself and that he's done it before. But I think Caleb Porter, he's just like, uh, there's something fake and phony about that sort of level of, confidence that he has in himself yeah that i think there's some national that. team guys out there that are like mm, i don't know about you dude Fair like yeah i don't think so and that's just that's totally me speculating obviously i'm very biased against caleb porter but uh I, as objectively as possible i just don't think he'd have the credibility no he dropped he dropped the team couldn't get into the olympics mm -hmm. so i mean that's one i'm not saying that yeah you have to fail just like the U.S. did. You have to yeah. fail before you can get back up. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, what about... Um, I just don't want to see those scarves flopping around in the national anthem. Yeah. I'm just throwing one more idea out there. Mm -hmm. What about Louis van Gaal? <laughs> well, okay. Bring him in. Actually, national team level, he does yeah, well. he does well. He does That's well. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's our, uh, who's our uh, current Man United coach? Uh, Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Doesn't he think and outthink everybody like have a plan for everything uh i mean when it comes to having plans that dude and pep guardiola are probably two of the best when mm -hmm. it comes to having plans but would they want jose i don't think jose would jose's sticking around yeah, a menu, this right? is hollywood man he wants the year? attention he, he's angling for a new contract right now so oh, okay. he's floating the idea of another right, job there you go maybe he, he should float the u.s job he said he wants to coach at united for 15 years and now that there's an extension 
possibly being floated. It's, oh, I don't know if I want to work with Ed Woodward anymore. And, ah, you know, this won't be my last job and whatever. We'll see. Jose, I, I love Jose, but I don't know if I'd want him as the U.S. national team guy. That's what fair. about a female representative? Oh, I would be... Coach, um, maybe not... I I I th- I thought you floated Megan Rapino. I, I I thought Megan Rapino oh. would be a great ambassador, and I don't know about a coach. I have no idea what she's like. Uh, Pia Soondog. Uh, I go with Pia Soondog. Eh? I don't know how to say her last name yeah, that well. That but Pia, good. That's, that's yeah, better than you did with Gelati. No, Gelati. <laughs> gelato. Yeah, it's Gelati or Gelato. Either one. I mean, you you want? Any, are there any other women in in football on the nah. men's side? No, no women. Or in just well, there running programs. Because that would be awesome for equal pay. Let me check my blender. Well, who is uh, who is? The, I don't uh, know any high-profile women running men's no. programs. I don't. Probably because there aren't any, which you know says a lot. That's that's what we can. Unfortunately, well, as soon as we get uh, if, forty-five out, then maybe. We if can you want bring some women. women that, um, well, actually, well if you want, with it. if you want people that have got experience winning World Cups, then yeah, we should probably look on the women's like side. The yeah. 90, like oh, the ers Yep. Yeah. Oh. So, all right. All right. So, put this to bed. We got to flush this thing down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably trim this up a little bit, but anyway. um, we'll see. Sounders. Yeah. Right, Let's do on. it. Now Moving that we on. have gone through the cathartic exercise yes. of uh, uh, talking about what is going on, we can take a deep breath. Tim. And uh, when we come back be ready, from this Tim. break, be ready, we will talk about the Sounders. We are going to the playoffs. We are probably god will in the creek don't rise gonna um skip the buy round uh but we've got some personnel issues so we're gonna talk about that and uh you know with that you're listening to the flounders b team podcast we'll be right back That's right, Tacoma. Taco Man is on the lookout for amazing tacos in Tacoma. Our mystery hero digs into the best tacos with amazing guests, starting with the cast and producers of your favorite Channel 253 podcasts. Check it out at Channel253.com. Channel253.com, offering the best audio in Tacoma. Taco Man, no tortilla is safe. I'm Taco Man. Everybody, welcome back to the Flanders B Team Podcast. I am Steve. You know, um, we said we're going to briefly talk about U.S. Men's National Team, and it looks like we spent about 35 minutes doing that. So thank you. But rest assured, we are not going to have to do that because, A, the U.S. Men's National Team has officially boycotted Russia. Yes. In that result. And we're probably going to boycott Qatar while we're at it. So not a fan of slave go. labor. So, yeah, we're going to move right past exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. So um, w- one thing we were talking about on the on the break was um, that 
I, I, I was in Portland and I was at the game yesterday and uh, it was a four nil victory. Of course, we'll, we'll go, go over that. But I was in the stands with a, uh, a German lady who comes and is an ECS and lives here as an expat and, uh, and, and also has, uh, sweet guns. She's got sweet guns. Yeah. She's middle-aged, probably 45. <laughs> you're flexing as you're talking take. to us. Yeah. Know. And I talked to her. I took a couple pictures, posted them on the Twitter. Wait, this was at the last game? This was at the okay. Portland match. Oh, 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 okay. But I ran into her randomly headed into the Triangle Pub where we were going to, uh, over by where we were parking. And, um, I'm not sure why I'm telling this story other than to say it's a small world. It is a small be world. Be kind to the people you talk to because she had a very friendly conversation. She was a little bit drunk, but, you know, so were we because it was a great night. And this community is smaller than you think it is. And we're part of it. And you're part of it. And we're really glad you're part of it. Yeah. So thank you to our listeners. We love thank you. Thank you for being listeners. Thank yeah. you for being part of this community. We love you. We do this for you. We do this for us. We do this for Everybody that goes to these matches. Yeah. So engage us on Twitter. If you see us out live, say hi. Talk to us. Absolutely. Bants. Bants. We, we love the banter. We love the conversation. Absolutely. Tell your and friends. Don't feel so. Here's my thing, right? I don't know anything. <laughs> and I started a podcast with my friend Tim here, right? Oh yeah. And and it, it's just so much fun. We're I'm learning so much. I know so many more people now. I'm just so excited to be a part of this project and this project will continue into next year. It's going to continue into winter uh, because we're going to establish relationships with Tacoma stars done and hopefully get some, uh, get some time with players done. And we are going to go to the matches and we're going to cover the matches to the extent we can done. And let me know when I can segue. Yeah. Segway, baby. Oh, so just briefly talking about the Tacoma Stars. Uh, we they, have a program. They we do have, have an intermatch game on Wednesday night an around inter nine. What game? Inter 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 squad. Inter squad. Inter there you go. Oh, gotcha. So it's basically the the regular teams playing the reserves on Wednesday night at the Tacoma Soccer Center, nine p.m. ish. Where's uh, the Tacoma Soccer Center? Uh, roughly the Port Portland area. Avenue, mm -hmm. just oh, north of there, Portland uh, Avenue, where the Stars used to play. Yeah, it's the Tacoma yeah. Soccer Center. If you look at it used to be a range of sports, it used to be the Tacoma Soccer Center. Mm -hmm. It's been the Tacoma Soccer Center as long as you remember. Um and then uh they are their home opener is gonna be October twenty seventh. It's a Friday at Showware. Uh-huh. And get your tickets. Is there a uh there's live also stream gonna, for that? I think it is streamed online. Okay. Uh just go to TacomaStars.com. Uh you can also find uh I'm sure you can find tickets, but they're gonna do a Halloween costume contest as well at the uh the showware. So yeah. um I think and the family and I are gonna dress up like the Peppa Pig family. I'm gonna be Daddy Pig. <laughs> all I need to do is all you gotta do is throw on a, a polo, and, <laughs> and and my wife is gonna have to work it. Tacoma Stars are not sponsors of this podcast, not yet, yet. But anyway, it, they're they're a semi pro team, and they're from Tacoma, and they are mm -hmm. fun. Those games are a ton of it's, fun to go watch. They basically. Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna Catherwood have to. Still, no PA stuff. For I, them, or I don't. Stop? I don't think he's involved. Uh, okay. But we'll get into that on more on a more detailed level as i get uh invitations oh, to sit right. down yeah, and talk yeah, no, to people no. okay so. sounds good keep me posted on that by the way for sure, sure all right absolutely we'll talk about that after how about that how about that how about that okay so what had happened last night we're recording on monday october 16th 2017 by the way 
and on the 15th, we had a match against FC Dallas. Going into that match, I was a little bit worried. I was worried that it was going to be a trap game, that we were going to kind of uh, not necessarily rest on our laurels because we have had some kind of milk toast performances over the past, I don't know, 13 weeks. Not so much at home, but we yeah. have yeah. any team below us in the standings. We kind of roll out a turd, uh-huh. and, and this one this one was nice. We bronzed that one. Well, we did bronze the shit out of that turd. Tim, give us the recap, man. All right. Uh, Thank so God we got that explicit rating. Finally. <laughs> we, well, as far as trap game, I mean, yes, we have we have Clint Dempsey, U.S. national fail, mm-hmm. uh, playing against uh, where's his new uh, Kellen Costa, U.S. national team fail, um, and we also had uh, a couple of other Nats that went away. Uh, Svensson played for Sweden. Mm-hmm. Roman Torres. Uh, Panama. He's did, never going to be able to buy a drink in Panama for the rest of his good, life. Good for guy. Him. Good for God. Him. Good for him. We'll talk about that later because I also have a, a gentleman that I would like to sit down with and uh, get his thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll probably do that next. Panamanian week. supporter. Um, yep. So, so basically, yeah. Trap game. As far as uh, we're playing a, a subpar team, not subpar, but the last team above the red line, and we're coming off of a very disappointing uh, game to be an American. But starting lineup, Fry in the back. Obsessed Lir- much? Liridum, <laughs> Torres, Marshall. I know, we already spent. And, oh, I forgot, we had Joven Jones on the team. I have no idea if these guys are busting each other's balls. or <laughs> think got to be, right? I mean, but come on, have fun with it. Liridum, Torres, Marshall, Jones. Across the back are CDMs. Uh, rolled on in Svensson because Ozzy's still out. Uh, attacking midfielders, Ladero, Dempsey, Rodriguez, and Bruin up top. And uh, any comments before I go over the Dallas lineup? No, no, that's good. I, nah, I, I keep rolling I with it. I enjoyed that lineup. Looking at it, I was I was okay. I looked at the FC Dallas lineup first, so and that's f- the the basis from which I formed my prediction. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I honestly think that Dallas left a couple of players on the uh, yep. on the bench that they that they didn't have Left-not to have. Yeah, but uh, Jessica's awesome goal. Uh, Figueroa, Hedges, Harris, and Grana on the back four. Jaime Morales, I, I mispronounced his Morales? name. Morales? No, Morales, because he has no morals. He's a D. And then uh, Grezzo as our CDMs. Oh, these are back from the RSL days. And yeah, yeah. He would just flop and do the antics, and you know, like I, I think he's Argentinian, but he mastered his dark arts and Concacaf stuff. Um, attacking midfield, uh, Tesho Akindeli, uh Mauro Diaz. Kellen Acosta, and up top we had Barrios. Barrios is typically a winger, but I think they were going to try to uh, just push balls through and have them beat our, our our center backs on a sprint race, maybe in the chance that uh, Joven Jones pushed up, maybe attack on that side. But start the game. Uh, watching the first couple minutes, Dallas came to play. I mean, they, they're, uh, they're, they're in a lose-lose situation. They have to win. We can kind of fiddle around and get a result in one of the next two games yeah. and, and qualify. They had two shots on goal by the time Dempsey made his kind of attempted howler. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I broke your stride. No, 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 no. I'm just switching pages here. Uh, so right off the bat, 20 minutes in, uh, Gustav pulls up with a hammy. So he comes off. Oh, and it's, God. It sucks to see a sub in the first half. Yeah. You either got it way wrong or it's an injury, but burning a sub in the beginning, you know, in the first, you know, ha- first half of the first half is kind of a bummer. 
Yeah. Um, Somebody so, in the stands asked me uh, uh, in late in the second half, hey, why did we do a sub in the 20th minute? And, yeah, like, fence and hammy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so we brought in Nuhu, and then uh, uh, Gustav is out. And then what that ended up doing, Nuhu pushed YOLO, pushed the uh, Jovan Jones up into attacking mid. Mm-hmm. And then we pulled um, Nico Ladero into the... I guess the eight, the number eight. So he turned into a, a defensive midfielder and that was early. Um, so tactically, I think that was a really, really, really smart move. Yeah. It worked out the way they managed that particular substitution. That exact substitution was what carried us through the rest of the match. Yeah. We didn't score. That's the smart tactical decision. You get Nuhu and back. You got people. I've heard uh, a little bit of commentary around talking about how the 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 people that were surrounding Nuhu were people that were going to be able to contain and help direct his youthful exuberance and energy and excitement and everything that we love about Nuhu and everything that makes us scared about Nuhu. <laughs> yes. Right. And so that for me, I think was probably. The, the the thing that's going to make me stand up and, and really applaud Brian Schmetzer's tactical ability. That we got it he right. He knows his team. Finally. Yeah. Um, Kevin, you got anything to say? Um, yeah. I, I, it sucks that Svensson went out. Um, obviously, I've been a big fan of Svensson. I love his versatility. I like him most from that we'll defensive center midfield that. role. Um, but just his ability to fill in where needed and and do it really, you know, I would say happily, um, is has been huge for the team. He's the current Brad Evans, um, and unfortunately now he's hurt like Brad Evans. Um, but what I did like about the moves is that I think um, in an MLS setting, I know Jones gets a lot of assists from the back, but I I, I just feel like he's a more natural winger in the, in an MLS setup. Um, I feel like he it plays more to his strengths, um, especially with Nuhu behind him, who will do a lot of heavy lifting for him. And then I like Nico moving central. I I, I don't think Schmetzer yep. has any desire whatsoever to play Nico Ladero as that underneath, you know, number... Um, number nine sort of floating player in there, right? Um, but I like that he moved central. Him and Roldan, I don't think are like the two guys you'd most expect to be your two holding center mids in there. Um, your sort of double pivot, but there was quite a few times off the ball where they were very clear in their communication. Um, they were very clear about who was going where, switching sides, um, covering for each other. I think they're both just ultimate team players. And I think Nico's just much more comfortable central than he is wide. Um, and so I, I just like the fact that they were in more natural roles. They mm-hmm. just, it just was seamless moving them into those roles. Um, Nico just looks more comfortable. Jones just looks more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, He's a professional, and and I don't think there's any reason whatsoever to question uh, Joven Jones, but he's not coming back next year. Right. Um, He obviously took the opportunity to leave a week early for national team duty. Um, You know, he got in trouble for it, whatever. (laughs) Um, But I don't want to see him. 
I, I'd rather see Nuhu on our back line, and yeah. I'd rather see Jones forward. I think the quote from Schmetzer was that Jones is just too talented to keep off the field. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So put him where he's going to be most productive. That's a coach's job. And not hurt us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coach's job is where do you put players where they'll be most successful? And I think that's where Jones is going to be most successful. He can still get a bunch of assists. He can provide some pace. Um, he can be flashy and dangerous. And then I think Nico's going to be most successful central. Is he the exact right perfect guy to be that? You know, number six and a double pivot with Roldan. No, but he's way more comfortable central. So put him there. So I like that. So do you think? Uh, do you think Coach is going to listen to the show? No. And <laughs> do you think Dempsey is comfortable being as high up as as he is should be as successful as we are? So we kicked crap out of of Vancouver because he was high up. And then thing, we did something stupid against Philly and fell flat on her face. The thing then, that really caught my eye about that choice, about Dempsey being up top and Bruin being the um, being the center mid. Or I'm sorry. The, fault, uh, like false uh, nine or attempt, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Number nine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, was that that is a very flexible, very easy switch to make tactically. Let's just say, for instance, that Dempsey is just, he as he does, he falls into his patterns and falls back and becomes that Bruin role. Bruin can scooch up and do the forward and be the forward and, and do what he needs to do. I don't think we really saw that. I think we they, we saw some really creative interplay between the two. Um, but I, I think that I saw that uh, Dempsey was pretty comfortable in that attacking role early in the first half around the what uh, when did he when did he have that shot on goal around the ninth minute oh the the cross and just mm-hmm. just got all of it but it was right yeah. at the keeper yeah it was right yeah so i think that was the thing that just looking at the lineup before the match that caught my eye was the flexibility of that assignment does that resonate i think so i mean i i think dempsey's Going to play wherever he's put. Yep. <laughs> I don't think he is going to be real effective anywhere outside of either that number 10 role underneath mm-hmm. the forward or that number nine role up top. Um, I'd personally, I'd actually wouldn't mind seeing him play the number nine as that far forward yeah. striker. Um, I think he does a good, uh, well, sorry, let me start over. I think when he's that number nine high up the field, when he comes deep to get the ball, it doesn't clog up things as much. And then he can turn and sort of ghost into the 18 yard yeah. box unmarked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's in a much more familiar finishing mm-hmm. role of sort of, you know, between the 18 and the six um, where yeah. he likes to be. But if he's get, if he's that 10 and he drops deep and then he tries to turn, he's, he's shooting a lot from outside the box. You know, and that's I, when he's getting creative and kind of trying to poke balls into places where guys aren't. And one video. Yeah, he he's he is. Yeah, he's really creative. He's great at turning on the ball and just making it look simple yeah. and combining. Um, I, I do think you need to have Bruin on the field um, because he's, what, second leading goal scorer on the team. Mm-hmm. He does score goals. Um, legs or not. But I, I don't mind seeing Dempsey in the nine or the ten roll. I'm I'm okay with it. Um it's it obviously I'd much rather have Ladero as the ten. I think earlier I said nine, but mm-hmm. as the ten. Mm-hmm. Um but I just don't think Schmetzer's ever gonna do it. So whatever, move on. He he's he's probably best in that role, but then you know, then you're probably looking at Dellum as one of those guys sitting next to Roldan and 
yeah, he could be good there, but I don't know. I think it's just a whole lot of problems. So yeah, you kind of want a seasoned veteran, yeah, to pop into a new role rather yeah. than two guys that don't really yeah hang out much. I think Ladero and Roldan are going to work really well together. I I don't have a huge issue um, with Dempsey as the nine of the ten. There's been a couple times where man, I really wanted to see him subbed out, um, but I think over the last few games, he's he's actually been okay. He's he's been productive. He's he hasn't looked like he's just clogging everything up. So if he's the nine or if he's the ten, hey, fair enough. Um, you know, unfortunately we don't have a you know, the Svensson injury thins out our bench. That's the biggest issue with it. Can you imagine we, we cannot go nearly as deep as no. we could before. Several years ago we had no bench and mm-hmm. we were playing our starting eleven every single week. Mm-hmm. And then we thought Oh man, if we could just get Ozzy through the end of the season because he always tends to break down kind of right about now, and then we miss him, you know, in the next two uh, next two series. But um, we've got—I mean, who we had zero depth to start this. We were down a couple of players to start the season, and then we started plugging holes. We got the Brad Evans hole filled with Leardom. Smart choice. Uh, office, you know. Uh, Professional of the year, right there. Um, so we had the Brad filled. We had the uh, the the backup or the third extra. Uh, Svensson filled in for the defensive mid. He's been you know an MVP Cal- team MVP mm-hmm. as far as all the all the different places that we put him. Mm-hmm. And then hell, now we've got with the signing of Rodriguez, we've got uh, we've got an plenty of attacking options. So I'm 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 fine with the depth now that we're down. Okay, unfortunately now we're down to basically 11 starters and that's you know that's it we don't have we don't have center back depth uh because Svensson is out yeah um we don't have well i don't know center defensive mid we don't necessarily have uh you know Svensson's not there to help us out either but we don't have brad delum looking at delum yeah delum i i would see i could see delum playing against colorado sure um just because it's you know i don't want to say throw away we Mm -hmm. could definitely use those points but Whatevs. Um, so are, are you are you concerned about Colorado? No, no, uh, not not. I'm I'm more concerned about Trinidad than I was Colorado. <laughs> Colorado means nothing now. I mean, we can move up, and it's nice to have three points and maybe the Cascadia mm-hmm. Cup if that's. But possible. I mean, are, are you concerned that? Sounders are overlooking it. Are you concerned that they're going to stub their toe? Or do you think like, man, we're okay. We could roll Dellum out there in a holding center mid. We could roll Kovar out there. Well, we could, you know. That's one of the things we talked about. Alfaro, and we'd be okay. Too many moving parts. Yeah. I have a problem with. But I think what the national team did wrong is they should have put in the young guys in a hungry game yeah. and make them come out and super hungry. They're not going to be complacent. They're like, ooh, finally I'm on the grass, even if it is crummy. Mm-hmm. So maybe play your, your, like you said, maybe play your Kovar okay. on, on the right, and then you can put you know, Ladero, uh, you know, top of the diamond. Or, okay, he could be that number 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what he is, right? That's yeah. Whatever he wears, that's, that's what he should be, but he gets the yeah. crap kicked out of him, mm-hmm. so we keep him out wide. But... At that point, I guess we sit Bruin because sure. we have Dempsey up top. Mm-hmm. Um, that so that going forward, I I would love to see a couple of bodies, you know, rested or you start them, and then if we get uh, if the game gets out of hand, either way, if we're either yeah. winning big or losing big, you know, let's 
let's bring in the kids mm-hmm. and let their uh, youthful exuberance uh, carry us to the end of the match. Yeah. Okay. So you're concerned enough to say, let's take care of business. I'm not going to start the whole reserve team. Well, yeah. But yeah. How do you? How do you? Let's go that? get the number two seed. Let's get a break. Let's get a few extra days off. Yeah. Let's it, take care of business. But at the same time, we should be able to handle them. The way the playoffs work, you there's the what the three, four, five, and six. They have a midweek game, a playing yep. game, a winner take all, losers out. And we've won every single one of those games. Uh, maybe we played since they've existed. I think we beat Colorado, and then we beat Dallas, and then we beat KC. Oh, no, LA. Then we beat KC last year. Um, I don't have the confidence in the numbers that we have to win this play-in game against any team right now. Well, so I want that week off. Okay. So, Steve, are you concerned about the Colorado game in any way, shape, or form? I'm not concerned about the Colorado game. I want to get a better handle on who we would play in the play-in if we did happen to stub our toe and falter. Mm. Um, okay. Well, let, let's talk about that. scenarios or do yeah. you want to talk about goals and such? Well, your call, Tim. At home, did everybody watch the game? Yes. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Well, which, which, which game are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. Rod- Rod- Rodriguez scored. Rodriguez. Rodriguez scored in the 31st minute. Um Javier Morales tried to trap a ball like back heel flick to somebody. It went nowhere. Rodriguez, uh, oh, Clinton Dempsey got the ball, pushed it forward. Rod- Rodriguez had a really heavy first touch, but not heavy enough. It was, it was honestly the perfect heavy touch because the keeper came out. He went it and won it and, and hit it with his right yeah, into sorry. the keeper's I, left. I think, um, I think Rodriguez should have had man of the match for that goal. That goal was phenomenal. That was perfect. I don't know if he did that on purpose phenomenal. with that, that heavy touch, but it, it absolutely Worked out. Doesn't matter. Well. Doesn't matter if you did it on purpose or not. It was beautiful. So, uh, then uh, Maximiliano Rudy, the big hair, floppy hair, Max homie. Max Rudy? Yeah, Max Rudy. He came in for Javi Moe because Javi Moe was just not happening. He had a free kick, and that was probably his most dangerous opportunity. And at his age, he's just he ain't bringing it. So, he subbed in at the 57th minute. Then what happens? Uh, Wilbrun gets a goal. And then he gets another goal, a Kramer goal, in the 64th and 67th minute. Uh, do you want to talk about the first goal? No. Anybody? Do you remember? Go for it. Uh, well, I'm not sure which goal was the one where he got tackled. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> in the 64th minute, um, Dempsey basically wins the ball, shoots. He nut makes the keeper, or excuse me, nut makes the defender. Keeper makes the save, but spills out a rebound. And then Will Bruin basically gets drugged down. And out while he's on the way to the ground, he flicks it over the keeper and scores. So now we're up two nothing, and the crowd goes wild. Sixty mm-hmm. seventh minute, uh, Nico Ladero crosses it in. Everybody loses. Ooh shucks, I might be confusing that for the last goal. Okay, yes, there's a melee in the box. Uh, uh, Roger Guiz, uh fakes a shot, dribbles, takes another touch across the middle, lays it off. Bruin finishes to his his. Near post, which is the left post, keeper's right. So that's the second goal, Kramer goal. So it's only three minutes after. I mean, we we're just done saying, Will Bruin, Will Bruin. It's my best Brit Fox impression. Yep. All right, Love last Fox we, US. Then we, uh, James Ward is one of our favorite friends of the pod. Yeah. So then, uh, we sub in, we sub in Lamar Nagel in the 76th minute for, for Roger Guise. <laughs> and, so uh, good. just, just to put icing on the cake, 92nd minute. Nicoladero hits a cross. Uh, I don't know who was marking 
Lamar. Apparently nobody. He just kind of nope. snuck in and, and beat his defender to the ball. And the keeper wants to go home. I, I wish you guys would have done the uh, Bobby, Bobby, what's the score? But Jesse, Jesse, what's, what's the score? score? Jesse, Jesse, what's the score? score? <laughs> um, but it was it was gnarly. And, uh, and we got out of there with a very definitive home win. Four goals for another shutout, pushing Stefan Fry into the uh, Seattle um, Sounders goalkeeping Hall of mm-hmm. Fame with his, what, 10th, 12th? Uh, he's got so many shutouts. Of the year. Yeah. yeah. So, so do you have any thought? So does the goal differential uh, really come into play in the, in the, in the, in the decision day? It's, it's like the fourth tiebreaker or second or third. Did mm-hmm. you look at, did you have that on, on file? Uh, you had that up. I think if we lose All right, uh, to Colorado, then goal differential will come into play because we'll have the second. same number of wins. It's wins versus breakers. goal differential versus goals for. You looking mm-hmm. at it right now? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, ramble them off real quick. Um, and so the tiebreakers are if we happen to have the same points um, at the finish of the regular season. Season. That too. It is most wins, goal differential, goals for the team. Fewest disciplinary points, and then away goal differential, then away goals, then home goal differential, and then home goals. I don't know if there's any been any uh, uh, situations where it's gone down to anything below away goals, That's but I feel flip. like away <laughs> goals has gone. Uh, there are more items. Hold on. <laughs> well, ideally... Uh, ideally, that's only going to come into play when it mm-hmm. when it's East versus West. If East and West both have you know sixty mm-hmm. points, you know that's the only right, thing. right, right, right. By the way, uh, we're rooting for uh, New York Red Bulls to make the playoffs by the hair of their you know by the hair chin, of their chin, 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 because you stroke your beard. Um, we because they're the lowest seed, we actually have more points than they do, and we can uh, we can host MLS Cup if we make it far enough. If all right, so. Okay. All right. Uh, so as far as scenarios goes, who uh, who do we think we're going to um, match up with uh, if we beat Colorado? Season ended today kind of stuff? Uh-huh. Season ended today. We beat Colorado. Uh, if we beat Colorado. Who are we going to seed with? If we beat Colorado, worst we can do is a second second seed, uh, second number two seed. So okay. that means we get a bye. And I'm all for a bye. A uh, week off for the kids. Um so if we who are we playing against in the two leg? Uh, well, then we would end up facing San Jose at home if we finish the third seed. If if the season ended today, it's the 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 three versus the six, and then uh, four and five play each other, which they've just played it. <laughs> Can you imagine a scenario where Houston and Sporting Kansas City play three times in three weeks, like? They they already played home and away essentially right. just the last two games of the season, right, and right. then if they face off again, it's going to be so anticlimactic. But that's not a possible scenario, right? The if the season ended today, is we're going to beat Colorado, or we're not going to be- beat Colorado, so we'll be in either second or like fifth or fourth. I mean, we could tie and still get the second seed. Yeah, and everyone else okay. has to yeah drop their shorts. Yeah, all right. Fair we could finish anywhere from second to fifth. Yeah. Where we could finish. I, okay. I mean, is there anybody you would not want to play in a one game scenario out of KC, Houston, San Jose, Dallas, or Real Salt Lake? Real Salt Lake has looked good. They beat us handily here or at uh, at RSL. Um, San Jose has Wando. Yep. 
KC, I don't like. Well, I guess it wouldn't be KC. KC we, I don't think we could play KC in a one game. We could play Houston, San Jose, Dallas, or Salt Lake. Yeah. Okay. Any one of those. My math might be wrong, but I, I think played I'm Dynamo close. twice this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Any, but are there any one of those where you look at and go, ah, I don't want to play them? Like maybe RSL away, but that's impossible. We'd play them at home. Yeah. Um, at home, we're, we're going to host. We're going to host a home game. I, I really don't I mean, see it. Maybe Unless, you'd run into Houston away if we if we f up and everybody below us wins. Yeah, yeah. Houston yeah. wins. They're at fifty points. Like They'll Houston, beat us with goal differential. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like Houston's a a likely uh, scenario. I mean, maybe you could run into a KC away. No, you couldn't. No, no, no we're not going to play KC no matter what. No, so, until the next round. I think your only away game might be then a Houston, a Houston away, and because if KC and Houston jump you, I. Then at that time, you know, Houston, we got here. The, we'd play Houston, you know, four or five. We'd be at Houston. Houston here on turf with uh, with or without football lines. I, I'd still take our. I'd okay. Take You'd us. take Houston here, here or away? Away. Hopefully, we'll just not be complacent. I mean, we hit them right out of the gate, I think, to start the season, and they, they took it to us. 2-1. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Was the result there. And the second time okay. we met, we beat them 1-0. And that was at home. At home. Okay. So then what about, let's say we take the second seed. Who we, Anybody we worried with uh, away and home? Well, having the home and away, you get a little bit of room for error. Yep. You know, yeah, you're going to play. If we can get a goal yep. at away, mm-hmm. then we can get another. I mean, I, even if you draw 1-1 one, one away, you still have that well, away goal. Last Yeah, last year going into the playoffs, I mean, how did we do it? We beat KC on a uh, one nothing. Uh, goal in, by by uh, Valdez. I was going to say Vasquez. <laughs> by Valdez. Valdez. And then, the famous Valdez. And goal. then what do we do? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'll cut that. <laughs> you won't cut that. <laughs> hey, I cut a thing that I said I was going to cut last time. Oh, I didn't I hear did. it, so I guess you did. Yeah, so you didn't hear it. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's okay. So last it. year, last year we beat we beat Casey in the playing game, and then we faced off against Dallas. Uh, we smoked them here three nothing, I mm-hmm. believe, or three one maybe, and then we lost at Dallas two to one. But we got the goal against. Matter, right? We had the goal away, yep. and that was the tiebreaker. That was honestly that was the uh, uh, Tyrone Mears running down the line uh, dispossesses uh, Zimmerman. And the only reason I, I'm Why sorry, hey, the the Strike family, I love you guys, your Dallas fans, uh. and I my my silver lining, my favorite moment was. Yes, the worst. The worst part was when Zimmerman is just standing there, mean mugging everybody after he scores mm-hmm. the winning penalty to to put us to death the year before. Watching Zimmerman give the ball away, and then Marshall hits. Uh, Want to say hits? Does he hit Nico for a tap in? Mm-hmm. I think so. That yeah. sounds right. And yeah, that once that goal happened, I'm like, oh, thank God. Isn't that the shoe phone goal? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't recall. I just remember that was the goal that we needed that basically made them have to score two yeah. or three to beat us. So it's possible for us to meet Houston even if we don't play the play-in game, right? Because Houston can win their play-in game. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love I would love it if that happened. If we, we can play Houston home P- and away. Yeah. Just so we can get the PLO 5 back on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Beginning of the season. They were the first people we interviewed. And the end of the season. Uh, they're well, not going to be the last people we interviewed. No, they won't We be. still have to find somebody in Toronto. But, oh, God. Yeah, because we're definitely rematching them if we make it through. When we make it through. Actually, I honestly, 
Sorry, to, I know we're segueing. I'm running this thing off. You're fine. Breath. I don't think this this Do you think Toronto might drop I think it? Toronto's going to fall to someone. Drap. I want them to fall to. I want them if to fall to fall, Atlanta because if we're going to fall, I want to go. If we're going to if we're going to travel away, I want to go to Atlanta. Um, I but, I, but this that would reminds be a lot me, of fun, but they would destroy us. No, no, I don't you don't know. think? I don't know. They, we were zero zero, yeah. but uh, uh, Toronto's going to Toronto's going to hiccup because. They remind me of the the greatest show on on turf, New England Patriots, sixteen and zero, gets punched in the mouth by the New York Giants. So um, Kevin has to bounce, but uh, Kevin, do you have any final hot takes, final predictions, final uh, thoughts for uh, the Colorado match? I think we beat Colorado. Uh, I'm okay. I'm not overly concerned with it. I think they need to take it serious and finish strong. I think if they come yeah. out strong, score early, they'll take care of business. Um, I'm not overly concerned with any of those teams um, that we might face in a, a way than a home as a second seed. I'm I'm not. I think, like you said, there's some margin for error, Tim. I, I'm I'm good with this team and that mm-hmm. little margin of error. Um, I think we get to a conference final. Um, you know, you're looking at a. I think a Vancouver or Portland. So that's, you know, you got that Cascadia rivalry. I'd love to see it. It would uh, give me, you know, butterflies watching. Um, Anything could happen. Um, But I agree. I I kind of feel like Toronto might not make it for some reason. I just feel like, I don't know, the if it's a supporter shield jinx or I don't know what it is, but man, Atlanta has looked really good lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, but I wouldn't mind playing like, a team like Atlanta in a final either where we've got the experience in the edge. I, I see a storyline for the Sounders out. to pull this off, and, and yep. they might not. I mean, it's really, really hard to repeat, but mm-hmm. boy, are they – like, is anybody looking at them like, oh, you're the defending champs. We have to knock you off your throne? No. Like, nobody, nobody is. Nope. I don't nobody. think anybody in the West wants to play us. I don't think anybody looks at the Sounders and goes, sweet, we're matching up with them. <laughs> Nobody's excited to play us. Because we're unpredictable, too. I mean, yeah. we, we may have had our ups and our downs over mm-hmm. the season. It's but, a coin flip now. But it yeah. is a coin flip. But then flip. you get yeah. to the finals, and I would take us in a final against – Anybody in the East. I'm not saying we're better than them, but I'm saying in a one-game scenario, mm-hmm. you put us against Toronto, New York, at Chicago, Atlanta. It's just heart at that point. I really like our experience. Yeah. I like our desire to win. We have some clutch, clutch guys. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Dempsey is still clutch. I mean, oh. I still like Dempsey. Torres Write is clutch. That story. Write that story. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I can see that happening. I think it's plausible. Um, it's Dempsey Still might not scores. happen, but man, I I just I like the Sounders' chances. All I right. do, I do. I feel cool. positive about it. Hey, thanks for coming along, Kevin. I appreciate your uh, time tonight. I love you guys. Really good to see you. We miss you. Thanks for coming by. I'm a, We're going to set up that uh, Shannon Matthews. I'd Kevin love Zemira, to. Uh, Let's talk about some youth soccer, man. Anybody else that we can talk about? Let's talk we'll, about we'll some U.S. A, soccer. We'll do a special episode in the off season. A little bonus. Yeah. All, All right. right. Cool. Sounds good. I love you, man. Thanks for dropping by, buddy. Timbo, any uh, final hot takes? Are we uh, are we done with this? We can wrap it up a little bit. I mean, we we can head towards a, a soft landing. No, um, we I we we talked. I I think that uh, I think Toronto's probably. Yep. I could write a scenario where Toronto falls on their face. They've got uh, spirit wise, they've got nothing uh, 
nothing to excite them anymore. They 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 got to the was end. This Toronto, Toronto. They got to the end and failed. Yeah. So now that they're going to go all the way to the I end again, how hard it was. To, and if they to, win, to it's going to be like face just a eh. Canadian winner. If they if they eh. go, even if they win, it's it's going to be meh meh. This Remember. is what we expected. This isn't fun. Like, oh, hey, we're going to have the... Like when they're raising that uh, Canadian trophy. Um, it's like, okay, great. We beat two teams. Dumb. Okay. I don't want to... I don't want to try... If we're going to make it to... If. I'm going to say if. Uh, if we make it to the finals and are fortunate enough, I don't want to go and play at Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium or, or any baseball stadium. I don't even want to go and play in Portland's baseball stadium. So, um, I'll cut that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. Clear like, the zone. Clear the zone. Um, but uh, go, looking forward to what's what's happening later this week. We already talked about the Tacoma Stars getting together. We yep, are yep. going to reach. I am currently working on uh, on on pounding the pavement, trying to get Stars people uh, to sit down and talk with us. Um, well, you you've got the connection with the with the front office for the stars. I've been, which is great. Thank you. You got the guy that sits in front of you, and then you've been reaching Peter out Webster. And, and, and doing some really good work. And uh, the owner, we met the owner. Mm-hmm. We met the darn it, if I don't remember his name, I'll have to look it up. But we met him, and we uh, we helped them get a bottle of Jameson. That was at, nice uh, of you. That was nice of us. Or did I buy? When when did that happen? Oh no, that was at Doyle's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was great. We got them uh yeah, we got them to sign the the winning bottle. Well, we we got ours we got two and then we helped them get theirs because uh-huh. we were trying to get to the bottom of that one and uh Oh, we got to the bottom of it all right. So anyway, uh before we go, make sure to listen to the Easter egg that is the last fifteen minutes of yep. episode twenty four. Is this episode twenty five? Oh we this is episode twenty five of the Flounders B team podcast. Quarter Tim. century. So I listen- know, this is like a a, a milestone. This feels so good. Yeah. Are, are you having fun? Yes. Are you enjoying the show? Yes. We cracked like 700 downloads last week. Perfect. I shit you not. I, I need to re, I reached out to a couple of, uh, yeah, couple for a couple of sponsors and I need to change and edit and resubmit that. We're, we're really excited about this. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. We- so. Uh, thank you to everybody that's listened to us, everybody that's called into the show, uh, everybody that's been a partner, everybody that's uh, told your friends about us, everybody that has um, just been a part of this community because we love you and that's why we're doing this. And, you know, other than that, uh, thanks to Sonar Feed for helping us get started. Thanks to the Sounders FC for being a badass football team. No, th- thanks for everybody. Thanks for thanks Dos Adietis for Dos giving Adietis. us something to shoot for and yeah, content and absolutely. access to the teams. That, mm-hmm. we, we, we're not in competition with anybody. Nope. We love everyone. And, and I'm sorry if I misquote or everybody. stole some of your jokes or any of your info. Everybody's a contributor to this community. We love the people on Twitter. We live by Twitter. We live and die yeah. by Twitter, actually. Um, and our and Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram are a little little lacking, but Twitter's that's where fine. it's at. But Twitter is where it's at. Thank you so much for supporting us, and uh, please let us know how we can support you. How do you want us to be a part of this community? How do you want us to 
engage with you. Uh, we try to engage with you on Twitter at floundersbteam.com. I'm sorry. That's our website, floundersbteam.com. That's fine. That's what I tell you. On Twitter's at floundersbteam. Uh, and we are part of the channel 253 network. So you can listen to great podcasts like Citizen Tacoma. Uh, you can think, uh, you can, um, move to Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Uh, Mootcoma.com, Nerd Farmer Podcast, uh, the Interchangeable White White Lady Lady Podcast. Uh, There's also a a feature, the Taco Man Podcast, with yours truly, Steve Kettleson, will be on that here uh, on that show pretty soon. Uh, We also have uh, a couple other podcasts coming uh, pretty soon. One is called, uh, I can't remember what it's called, North of Division. That might not be right, so I'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. However, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. Please follow us at Flounders B-Team on Twitter. Uh, follow us on channel at channel 253. Follow uh, just uh, Insta, Facebook, Insta, whatever. Twitter. We got all the all the places. We try to cover all the places. All we're the on Stitcher. Medias. We're on iTunes. Yep. You can download us directly. Um, mm-hmm. If you like the show, say so. And, you know, obviously we're doing yep. this for, for you too, so. Yep. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, obviously let us know. That'd be great. Um, it, this isn't We'd free. We'd love to talk about that we have, you but <laughs> on this podcast, what have you been drinking, Tim? Uh, shoot, looking around. Uh, well, I brought a box of goodies. I'll um, put this in the middle. Yeah. Oh well. On the break, make okay. it sound like a sponsor. I brought a box of goodies. Uh, in it, we have opened up a bottle of Johnny Walker. What's in the blacks? We've We've opened up the... We did open a Johnny jo- Walker Black. Johnny Black, Jim Beam Black, Cuervo 1800 Reposado. So that's the uh, that's the the aged in barrels. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what Reposado is. Oak barrels. Oak barrels. And we had Jim Beam Vanilla. So we've had a little bit... That was fine with Coke, bit but I mean, you know, it was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to switch. If you, you want to set that with Diet Coke, that would be ideal. Perfect. Or, yeah, I can dig it. Or the... The Coke, the new Coke Zero Calorie it's, seems it's pretty cool. great. I don't think I would ever accept a sponsorship from Coca Cola unless they're giving us like a hundred thousand dollars, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, let's let's try not to whatever talk disparagingly, need. but whatever you need, yeah. we'll do it for you." Because, well, at the end of the day, we all got to pay the bills. You know, not with this. We all, if we're ever going to quit our jobs, then yeah, we'll we'll suck on the the Coke teat, but. Yep. I don't see it happening. Frankly, let's be honest, Tim. It's not going to happen. So, anyway, uh, if you have anything else, come find us. You know where we're at. Uh, So, we're available on Stitcher. We're available on iTunes. True. Uh, We are available on any podcast distribution network. Basically. You pick up, I mean, I picked up a couple of randos on, on Google. Uh, Google Play and and I no you didn't yeah, because did. they haven't listed us not necessarily Google but the, the apps that Google are on Play the, the Google Play the, the apps that are on Google oh, don't I argue see. With no, me. no 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 <laughs> the apps I found on the Google oh I see and, the uh, weird podcast just, aggregator apps they're all we're available everywhere so if you just Ma'am. just go to the go to the big ones and uh, if you want to be a hipster go straight to the source and get it from the the Flanders B team yep but. We want to make sure that we know that you're listening. So we are part of please the channel contribute 253 podcast uh, network, which involves the Citizen Tacoma podcast, the Move to Tacoma podcast, Interchangeable White Lady podcast, 
Taco Man. Taco Man! And Nate from Tacoma uh, has his own. Nate from Tacoma has his own podcast, the Nerd Farmer podcast. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. And probably more, show, more shows coming. And there will be more shows coming, uh, talking about um, basically political stuff here in Tacoma. So uh, definitely try to grab some of those. But you can follow all of those channels, uh, all of these podcasts, with one single feed. Uh, that you can find at channel253.com. So thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. This is Channel 253.